the first law of Ivanova's hair. Doesn't make any sense. Do the IMDb corner because oh, good grief. Look, do you know what it's like when telepaths make love? You and I being of firm New England stock understand yeah. what it means to be emotionally bound up. This might be my adult brain. Look at you being all what? judgy. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. I generally want uh, less Jack the Ripper. I should probably just cut all of this. The dutiful master of horse. Brain, brain, what is brain? Oh, I'm sorry. Suck it, DS9. I'm full of tiny vorlons. Cougar for Cocoa Puffs. Don't step to me with Bionic Bigfoot, man. I think I've had enough of you. I shall sail into the west and remain Garibaldi. What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? Episode 92, The Very Long Night of Londo Malari, in which Londo is confronted with his sins, coming to you live from the guilt-ridden depths of my own subconscious. This is the name of the pod, your Babylon 5 podcast, where we talk about the enduring cultural legacy of the 1990s television show Babylon 5. And I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host... John Cassie. Hey, man. Hello. I thought we were recording this from within the uh, the untrammeled depths of my guilt-ridden subconscious. There's we're New Englanders. There's enough guilt and shame to go around. Right. And as we uh, as we showed last week when I pulled Blair Brown out of the ether or out of your brain, we are I'm working more or less from a hive mind. You should be angry. I'm, it was I'm, an, it was I'm, an I'm, outrage. It was it, it, it was, was an it was a good pull. It should have te- completely blindsided you. But yes. No. no. Hmm. I will. Yeah. I will have my revenge. You will. But you won't have it in this episode, which was. Extraordinary. I agree. I agree. This was... Uh, I, I I don't know if this is the best episode of the series, um, but it is in contention. When, when, we yep, pull together our, when we pull together our lists at the end of the... Uh, the end of the at show. the end of the, the show for, yep. for all five seasons, best. This is going to be jostling for a spot up there. Totally. There's no way this isn't in the top five. Mm. I'm not sure, because the... The A plot, yes. The, uh-huh. the B plot with Lanier, I think, drags it down. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I've, I've never really, I've never loved the whole unrequited, you know, unspoken romance um, angle of of Lanier and Delenn's relationship. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. And the, the jealousy toward Sheridan. Um, it doesn't sit well. It feels, well, it feels very 90s, so I guess. Eh. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't sit well in 2019, um, the way that it's that it's portrayed. Um, and where Lanier is, he's going off, you know, to the Rangers because, you know, to, he wants to earn her respect or he wants to, you know, I, I, what, what I see there is he's wanting to kind of become tougher and more macho and be a war hero like Sheridan is. Yeah. Uh, to try to, to eventually come back and earn her love. Right. Uh, and and what is his end game? Right. Is he expecting that if he goes off and and you know completes Ranger boot camp that he's going to you know comes back all buff and war scarred that she's going to to leave Sheridan and profess her love for him? Right. Right. Is that the goal? Because that feels like a weird goal. Yeah, it's it's kind of the it's kind of the nice guyism. Well, I'll just be over here, you know, proving how how awesome I am, and eventually she'll see it. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the problem with all of this stuff, and I think that you're calling out the B plot here, is 
entirely appropriate because each time we've gone to this place with Lanier, it has felt profoundly inauthentic. It doesn't feel like a mim- like a Mimbari behavior. It just it just doesn't yeah. feel. This is a person who has spent decades of his life undergoing training in the most ascetic and severe forms of Mimbari discipline. Mm. I just don't buy it. Now, he could be unrequited in his love. Fine. Right? I don't have a problem with that. But to have it then influence and shape his behavior in the way that it has and does in this episode, Mm. it never lands. It never feels... It never feels like Lanier. It never feels Mimbari to me. Yeah, it feels a lot more kind of like, well, it feels a lot of of Western human teenager, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If I I think back to my own experiences, it's, uh, you know, embarrassingly in that court. But uh, yeah, 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 it doesn't feel mature in a way that you would expect someone who's gone through all of this, this meditative uh, personal exploration that seems to be part of the the experience of his of his house of his training yeah um, to be able to to have that kind of detachment or 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 introspection uh, right right but you know, uh, you know, I guess you know the the emotions aren't really maybe that's part of the part of the the statement here that emotions really aren't controllable by rational thought and by mental discipline Uh, but behavior certainly is right right the emotion is fine Mm -hmm. i don't have a problem with the character feeling for Delenn in a way that's never gonna be possible Mm -hmm. but then the character talks and acts in a way that seems to undermine core aspects of the character that we see in other areas especially here yeah especially here right i think the last time it came up when he was talking with marcus yeah about it and that i think we noted at that time that felt more that felt more uh, um sincere that felt more Uh, more on point more real for yeah for linear to talk about well you know i've come to accept the fact that this is never going to happen so this is the way that I'm that I'm pledging my life you know, toward the further furthering of her goal. Right, right. Or, or when he was pointing out that well, she she can't know that you all are about to you know poison the ship and betray her and, and yeah. you know because that will destroy her. Yeah, uh, I mean that's the high watermark of his expressing the degree to which he understands mm-hmm. Delenn as a as a. Uh, you, you know, as a as a person, right? Mm-hmm. And how intimately he understands the working of her mind, mm-hmm. and that was great stuff. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that when he has these unrequited and unrequitable feelings for Delenn that the decisions he takes to try to deal with that fact make any sense the character who said 
what he said in season mm-hmm. four, episode 12, is not, in my judgment, the character who does what Lanier does in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's inconsistent. Um, again, possibly this is one of those escape hatches that Bill Moomy had other things to go and work on. Yep. And and this was this is one of these, you know, when when this actor leaves, open this envelope. And you know, JMS <laughs> already has a page of script, you know, written. It's like, all right, throw this one in. Um, so so maybe this is kind of a preconceived thing that just doesn't fit with where the rest of the the story that the the character writing has gone to. Right. Maybe. Right. I don't know. That's that's really the only explanation I can come up with for it. Right. It is it is puzzling, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, I wonder to the degree that this resonates or makes any difference. Okay. Um, no, nah, it doesn't. Okay. Um, Bill Moomy was in uh, a very important episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine Season 7. Oh, yes. Called The Siege of AR-558, right? Mm-hmm. Very important episode. Great episode of that program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, my head was like, oh, I think they are very close in time. Mm. They're both in 1998, but um, the DS9 episode is in November, and oh, so, so and so this wasn't a Robert after. Foxworth kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, he didn't yeah. he didn't Foxworth his way out of, uh, you know, out of you know out of his contract. You know, out let of, me go to right. DS9 for an episode, or or I'm yeah. gone. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, because this is uh, this is February, I believe. Of, yeah, this of is uh, this, January or February. Yeah, yeah, that this aired. So, so production would have been certainly long before. But yeah, um, so that's so that piece of this episode, that slice of this episode, doesn't work for me. The 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 linear and veer together parts definitely work. Oh yes, uh, I. I just I love the two of them together. Anytime and 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 it's almost always at the bar that we see them, which is an odd place to see those two characters. But right. there you go. Right, right, uh, right. Um, give me more Stephen first at all times. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And they they deeply understand each other. Yes. And deeply understand the the problematic things that they have to put up with and deal with and live with by virtue mm-hmm. of who they work for. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. The two of them together are they they're just a joy to watch. I mean, they're great actors. Mhm. Mhm. And I always want more of them. I always want more aliens. Right. Right. Because I think that's always when this show is at its very best. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of wish that the Natoth reboot didn't fail mm-hmm. so badly. Right. You know, I wish that he'd gone back to the well. Let's try to find someone else who can really capture that. That first season, Natoth, which I think in some respects is the best part of of season one, you know, yeah. give me more Natoth, you know, just being a badass, right? right. It, w- it would have been very interesting to have kind of a lower decks episode. Exactly. It's really just the three of them. Exactly. Kind of, and, and, you know, and 
you know, Kid Kosh over on the side, some sort of like Junior Vorlon uh, somewhere along the way. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, it's the small touches, right? Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, well, I will visit that temple when I'm next on Earth, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, Veer honoring Lanier's culture mm-hmm. by using that that Mimbari gesture. Mm. Um yeah. 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 You know, if 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 it's true that these characters regularly took this time for each other, it is too bad that we didn't get more more yeah, opportunities definitely. to see it, you know. Yeah, yeah. That would yeah. Have, that would have been been terrific. Yeah. So that part sort of helps balance the that B plot. Mhm. But it doesn't it doesn't fix it. I don't think so. It doesn't save it. Yeah. Yeah. But the A plot is doing some serious heavy lifting here God and bless, is right? uh, is really quite phenomenal. Yeah. Uh I mean, where to where to start? Well, I guess in in trying to figure out what it all means, I think it's important to ask or to, to examine how much of it is actually only happening within Londo's head uh-huh. in, in his own subconscious. Right. Um, and is there a part of it that the quote-unquote Jakar suggests is actually like a leftover psychic remnant from dust to dust right back in that was, was that even season two it was a long was time long ago? ago yeah it was yeah. a long time ago um and uh you know does that does that necessarily matter if there's if there's a difference if it's if it's that there is some kind of sliver of jakar an outside presence still living in londo's head that's that's voicing these parts or is it is it really just a manifestation of Londo's own guilt himself? Right. I think it does make a difference. Tell me uh, why. Tell me why. Uh, because I think that if, if the, if the voice of Jakar is not native to Londo's own head. Okay. Then, Londo is not as good a person because uh-huh. he, he doesn't, he doesn't have, the guilt is not internally generated. I understand. Okay. It's, it's, it's coming from someplace else and he wouldn't necessarily be having this internal conflict if it were, you know, if it were left to him, him himself. Right. Right. I think we're meant to come away from all of this, seeing Londo as, as being a better person. I think then, we're meant to take that as a way, yes. Then he's certainly been for the last couple of seasons. Uh, but yeah, but again, is is it you know what what where is that being driven from? To me that makes a difference. So if the psychic remnant is being actively manipulated by Jakar, but we don't see that. That's the well, lowest I'm, level yes. of like that would be, that's 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 just Jakar manipulating him, right? And so any personal growth that we see 
is suspect because it's not it's not part of an internal trying to come to terms, right? Right. And the the slight smile that Jakar has when when Londo wakes up says I'm sorry, Jakar smiles and turns away. Yep. Okay, you know, maybe that's that could be taken as circumstantial evidence toward that hypothesis. Right, right. Yeah. So that would be the the worst. Yep. Okay. Then it's a uh mind voodoo kind of well this was two years ago Mm -hmm. and this remnant is in your head and it has its own sort of engrams and goals and intentions it's part of you but it came to you by this psychic link right it's sort of the uh 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 the the way that uh the way that Trek will 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 sort of do that when you mind meld, yes, a little the, bit of you is over there and a little bit of that person is in you, kind of jam, yeah. right? Yeah, Spock's what is it? The Kata in in McCoy's head. The Katra, yeah, yeah, Katra, yes, yeah, yeah. Katra, that yeah. that kind of uh, yeah. is, is it that mm-hmm. right? Because if it's that, then well, I mean it it is it is a circumstance of reality that Londo had his brain infiltrated by this mm. Jakar psychic mm. intrusion, but now it's part of him. Mm. And so, you know, to what extent is that, is that foreign? Well, mm-hmm. okay. Hard to know. Right. But the best is mm. this Jakar is a projection of Londo's own tortured soul. Right trying to make sense of and come to terms with you know, d- dying unforgiven mm-hmm. right in some respects or right. or um, or being a- being unable to undo you know ghost of Christmas future right 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 being able being unable to undo your behavior which, mm-hmm is at best shameful and is at worst criminal, genocidal, and utterly, utterly, utterly indefensible. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, we were building over time because obviously where does this episode end? With Shakar, yeah. right? But it doesn't start there, mm-hmm. right? You've got the nice build, mm-hmm. right? As he works his way through Two or three other characters, right? Right. But Jakar is yeah. always there in the background. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I can't he's, look. He's I can't, looming. I, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't yeah. turn around. I can't look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we know that's where we're going. Right. 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 Um, so, yeah. so, so g- given that those sort of three tranches really mm-hmm. matter to you, where do you think, I mean, what, what do you think the answer is? I... I don't think that it's Jakar in actual direct control. Okay. I think that makes it too easy of a cop-out. Yeah. Um, I, I lean somewhere be, maybe between... I, I like that it doesn't give us a direct answer, actually. Let me, let agreed, me just put that agreed, on record, agreed, too. Agreed, agreed, that, agreed. That it doesn't spoon-feed out exactly what was going on there. Um, we ought not the, to know, right? Because it's it's a mental... Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, it's a it's a mm-hmm. mental game on on Wanda's yeah. part. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And we've got the 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 kind of parable or the the 
centurion religious kind of fable that uh, that Londo and Veer discuss at the end, saying that there is some some precedent of this happening completely internally in centauri mm-hmm. culture. Right. So uh, maybe that's suggesting. Maybe that's the episode suggesting that it is more uh, that it is more of of purely Londo's internal self as opposed to any kind of externally motivated shame. Right. Uh, so right. I, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with it being in that gray area between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Without having a without having a clear a clear answer. Um, you know, it's 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 pretty obvious from the start of the the, the dream sequence that he doesn't want to die, but the question is why. And we've we've been around this right this path right. with with Lorian and Sheridan. Right. You know, right. What what do you have to live for? Um, and I thought it was interesting that when Tarot Card Delenn first uh, you know asks him about this, right. The first the first answer he gives is well it would be despite fate, right. To 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 spit in the face of the prophecies, right. Because he's always had that that prophetic dream of Jakar strangling him. Right. Um, there's the prophecy that he's going to be emperor. Right. Well, if I die now, then you know, then 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 that's right. all that's all out the window. Right. And I, I am can't ma- die. Right. Right. But but by doing this, he proves he is he is the master of his fate. Mm-hmm. You know, he's that's very Londo. Very Londo. His second when when pressed on it again. You know, he says, well, does anybody back, would anybody back home care whether I lived or died? Right. Also very Londo. Extremely. Very, very concerned about what his appearance, what his status is uh-huh. among his people. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, he doesn't really answer the third time, although other than to say that he doesn't, that he, he, he wants to live. Right. So, you know, we... Are, are either of those actual motivations for him to want to live, or is it that he he wants to have the chance to to fur, to try to redeem himself? Is that the real reason why he wants to live? And if that is the case, then then Jakar's presence being entirely within his own head makes sense to me. Yeah, that, that's all. That's all quite. Yeah, the, your your line of argument makes a great deal of sense to me. Right, uh, I I view that little sort of Jakar smirk as mm-hmm. you know maybe he was aware mm-hmm. by virtue of the psychic the psychic mm-hmm. remnant that Londo was struggling, yeah. right? Or maybe it means a hundred things. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think they, it means they, that he's in control. No, no. Yeah. They've certainly become closer. You know, yes, they've, they've we've we've seen scenes of the two of them together, and maybe it was a. You know, all right. Well, he is maybe he is a good man, and, and he's on the right path. Kind of, kind of smirk. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think Jakar would say at this point he is good, but he's working. But he's on the right path. Yeah. And now, when he's confronted with the the you know the two roads diverge in the yellow wood, mm-hmm. he is increasingly likely to make the correct choice mm. he sometimes made it even even in early days but mostly didn't right right now it's leaning more towards mostly correct mm-hmm. and maybe that's partly 
an influence of that psychic that psychic connection of being able to perceive the difference between the correct choice and the you know and the yeah. the, the wrong one and he still has to make the choice but maybe right. his ability to perceive what is right mm-hmm. um, and to see outside of his very narrow centauri perspectives right because he's the most narrowly nationalistic of our of our characters right i mean mm-hmm. jakar has been moving into a more universalist frame mm-hmm. for 25 episodes Mm-hmm. And Delenn has always seen herself in that way. The fact that we don't see her always that way doesn't right. mean that she, she, you know. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think, I think I take your point that it is, it is enough of Londo struggling with his own sense of right and wrong to give him credit for it. Yeah. Right. And even beyond the sense of right and wrong, even if he knows what is right and what is wrong, the the courage to act, yes, which is the 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 major indictment thrown against him here, right? Is that he he only needed to say a word and he didn't, yeah. And it doesn't matter. I loved I loved the the line. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter if uh, if they would have stopped. It doesn't matter if they would have listened. Right. You you had an obligation to speak out. Right, and he didn't, and 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 we dinged right. him on that. Not just the two examples that we see in this in this vision quest, but way back in seasons, you know, season one and two. Totally, plenty of times when he just kind of kept his mouth shut in the background. Right. right, you might have, by virtue of speaking out, enacted a transformative change, mm-hmm. but you didn't. Right, yeah. it's about it's about bystanding. Right, right. We and talk. Even if you, yeah. Yeah. Even Go. if you don't enact that change, at least you've not completely collaborated. Right. Right. We talk. We talk a lot about not being a bystander. Mm-hmm. You know, in in school. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, it's very important that that we help kids. You know, dealing. You know, with the world. Where a lot of things are, you know, they perceive to be unjust, mm-hmm. have the tools and the fortitude to stand up when they think something is wrong, and call it out. Right. Right. I mean, I I think that's great when, you know, when young people feel like they have enough confidence mm-hmm. to say that, particularly if they're speaking power to adults, you know, like you know, like me or like you. Right. right, who may not really appreciate that perspective, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think it's great. Yeah. Right. What, who who was it that said the that the the line about the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing? <sighs> was that Eli Wiesel? I can't remember. You keep talking. I'm going okay. to uh, uh, Victor well, Frankel. Maybe, maybe. Um, you know, I listened to a podcast recently, uh, the Dollop podcast, may as well give it credit here, that discussed the third wave experiment in uh, San Francisco area schools back in the 60s, where a teacher kind of over the course of a week kept kind of ramping up this level of 
kind of classroom nationalism uh, and the few students who spoke up against it were exiled from the class as part of the experiment, as part of the exercise. Um, and there weren't many who spoke up uh, and who, who dared to, to say something in, when, when, when what they saw going on around them clearly was, was not right. Uh, you know, the same going goes back to the Nuremberg defense, all of those kinds of things. You right. know, it's, 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 even if, even if you can't make the change saying something, standing up and saying something, at least you have, at least you have done that and you've not, you've not actively participated. Um, right. Okay. Ready? Ready. Okay. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. I am on, uh, www.independent.co.uk, the independent newspaper. Okay. Okay. Attributed to Edmund Burke, included by John F. Kennedy in his speech in 1961. Burke didn't say it. In its okay. earliest form, it was uh, offered by John Stuart Mill, mm-hmm. noted philosopher, who said in 1867, bad men need nothing more to compass their ends than that good men should look on and do nothing. Not as poetic. Not as poetic, but... But that's the uh, that's the substance yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. So we have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, which which part of the Londo uh, kind of crisis do you think was the was the transformative part? You know, when did it really <laughs> land? Uh I. I think it was in the absolutely glorious scene Go. where Jakar was playing the role of Cartagia <laughs> and Londo was being whipped. Oh my, you know, I want to go back. I didn't have time because, of course, I watched this episode right before we recorded. Naturally. Uh, you know, I always do the homework at the last minute. Right, why not? Uh, but I, w- I want to go back and watch that scene again to sort of see if the vocal inflections, 30, you know. Right. And, and it, if they, How well they match Cartagia's. Oh. Oh, I am. Right. I'm confident that have it to be. Have to be. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But seeing him in that that you know the the, the poofy white blouse, seeing Jakar in the right. In the, it was the, a little unnerving. It was a little unnerving and a little erotic. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but the um, it was yeah it was it was oh, Andreas Katsoulis. We can can't say enough good oh, things. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think yeah. that was the you know that was the point. Londo having himself, you know, seeing himself in Jakar's place um, was was what turned him. It was that was my takeaway anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean, certainly, um, certainly, we had it coming that we were going to see that. Yes. Reverse. I mean, come on, right? We we had to yeah. we had to see that. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, oh, it was just so good. Yeah. 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 It's um. You know, it's great that that even an episode with some really the the you know the. The medical framework around the episode is sort of mm-hmm. dumb, right? Yeah. Um, it felt yeah. very like, uh, 
please don't pay too much attention to this dialogue. It's yeah. uh, his 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 whatsom has a thing thing bum. You know, and he can't <laughs> possibly fix it. Yeah, right. Yeah, forget the fact that they're doing this kind of heart surgery. You know, fairly routinely today. But no, oh, it's it's a much more complicated heart. You see. Yeah. It acts as a kidney too. All right. Okay. Sure. Um, and and having having Stephen Franklin lean down and say, "Don't you die on me." I'm oh like, God, oh, I hate oh. that. <laughs> yep. Oh, exactly. I hate that. Don't <laughs> yeah, you die I, I, on me. I'm sorry. I laughed out loud. That's it, that yeah, line. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Oh, that that piece of dialogue. If it never happened again in anything uh-huh. I ever watched ever, I would be grateful. Right. Uh, I thought it was full of great dialogue. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought it was a really mm-hmm. well, well-written episode. Yeah. Uh, I think perhaps in some respects my favorite is um, is Veer on Prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask if that was, was that the part that you that you felt turned him? Yeah. Turned Londo as yeah. well? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, prophecy is a guess that comes true when it doesn't. It's just a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Right? And when, when Veer is is on... He's extremely persuasive, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he isn't always persuasive, right? And, you know, we had a little bit of a return of that sort of nebbish veer, uh, y- right. you know, and now we have the veer, the ever wiser statesman, mm-hmm. which is the veer I want. I don't want the nebbish yeah. back. I want this veer, right? Yeah, although that, that veer is in Londo's head. That's not... I understand that. That's not veer prime. I understand. Yes, yeah. I understand so. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any opportunity to give these guys mm-hmm. a chance to really to really bring out the the depth of uh, you know of that relationship, mm-hmm. please you know give me more, right. give me more, give me right. more. Yeah, yeah. So what yeah. what did we miss? We miss anything? Well, I think we need to put a cap on the the Londo thing, which, okay, which go. it left it left me with a question of how much is enough to get to redemption. Uh huh. Um, and I think I do think we want to touch on that because okay, you know, it's it's a monumental step for Londo to to say he's sorry to Jakar. Yes, you know, we get the sense you know he's he's I've never apologized for anything in my life. Uh, right. So. Getting him there on to, to make that that personal to, to reach out and make that personal relationship right is huge for him. Yes, but <laughs> Jakar was not the only one to suffer. Right for Londo's inaction. Yes, what is sufficient? Either punishment or. Uh, compensation or some kind of what, what balances the scales to the entire Narn people. Right. And, and factoring into that, that if Londo were the one gleefully with his finger on the mass driver button, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's that, that makes it an easy, easy question. There is no redemption done. Yeah. Right. Right. He was doing this out of pure malice, but the fact the the further fact that, it was only his inaction in the place. Right. So where does that sit? I you know, I don't yeah. feel like I have a good answer. 
Right. What's the punishment for bystanding? Right. Right? And our own metaphors, not our own metaphors, our own history, Mm. you know, provides some... You don't you don't get off for saying I didn't know that was happening. You could mm-hmm. not not have known, given your right. g- g- given given your role. Right. Right. It's clear he knew. He knew. He was on the ships. He was mm-hmm. in orbit. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sorry, but how are you not complacent? How are you not? Uh, you know, you 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 for Complicit. all practical purposes did it. Yeah. Right? Now, it was in war, but those are civilian targets, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Conducted, a war conducted against civilians by weapons Mm -hmm. that had been deemed by everyone in the galaxy as so off-limits as to be a crime against sentient life. Right. Right? Why doesn't he get Nuremberg'd? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, And you're not to go too far into a death penalty debate but does that even solve anything you know if if, you know putting putting him to death well what would that what would that get back to the narn people well i think jakar would say nothing right yeah i i I think at this point jakar would would not accept that as as it would be letting him off too easy yeah yeah i think that now jakar three seasons ago oh he would have have put the knife in himself yeah yeah but i there's no way jakar now yeah would say he should be put to death Mm -hmm. right um, right. Yeah, I mean, what what you at the very least, and the example doesn't exist. Well, no, it exists. You you need sort of a Centauri Narn Truth and Reconciliation Commission, mm-hmm. right? You need to mm-hmm. make the decision that the Centauri committed egregious, indefensible crimes against sentience, mm-hmm. and. Now you owe something, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, in in history, in our history, okay, uh, two minutes waxing on our history. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what this looks like in our world, okay, look up something called the Claims Conference, okay? Because It'll be in the show notes. Because after World War II, um, the uh, the governments of Germany and Austria set up a commission, the Claims Conference. The Claims Conference regarding Jewish material claims against Germany. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that conference continues to work to attempt in the most, uh, you know, kind of straightforward way possible with money right to remediate german crimes against the jewish people mm-hmm. right and and it it continues to work it's 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 ongoing right mm-hmm. so maybe something like that you know yeah. the the claims conference on narn material claims against the centauri right right something like that that would run for a century right mm-hmm might help along with the truth and reconciliation commission yeah. to move people who were whose families were destroyed 3 years earlier by centauri 
you know, war crimes against sentience mm-hmm. to pick up their lives and start to move on a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I mean, you're 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 asking an, extre- an extremely profound question. Well, that's why I ask you these things. I, I expect you will have these. You have these answers. You're the smart one here. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but it's yeah. I I, I would hope that beyond the apology to Jakar directly for yes. some sort of larger apology to the Narn people. Yes. Or a public acknowledgement of his responsibility as part of these acts. Um, and since we know, thanks to prophecy, that he's going to be emperor. Right. Uh, he will have an opportunity I mean, the, one thing would be, all right, I'm going to give up everything. I'm, I'm going to go work on the Narn homeworld, you know, in, in, in actually like going out there and rebuilding. You know, I'm, I'm just going to dedicate my life to doing all the rebuilding that I can, you know, like Jimmy Carter out there with Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. Londo's out there like nailing wood together. Um, but in some ways, he can do more as emperor to help the Narn people to. Totally. To, to, to try to try to make up for this, uh, this his past mistakes, um, right. you know how that will sit with the rest of the Centauri bureaucracy is questionable. Well, no question. I mean, I I think that 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 the insofar as the Centauri continue to play their their game of nobility, mm-hmm. the question is not relevant. Right. Right. Uh, I think that that Londo has made the case. We don't know how well it has landed or stuck because we haven't been back to Centauri Prime. Mm-hmm. But he's made the case that all of this Narn stuff has been a distraction, and right. we need to we need to put it in our past firmly in our past. Right. And but there's a difference between you know it's in our past. We're going to. Let's not talk about that. Let's not even think about it. Right. And bringing bringing up the Narn question is uh, is divisive. Right. To us as a people. Right. Um, there's a very strong difference between that and all right. It's behind us, and we're going to build something to make sure it never happens again, and to to strengthen you know maybe ties between the people, and to uh, to in some way give. Uh, give account for what we have done to them. Correct. Correct. So which, which, and honestly, I can't see the Centauri from what we know of them taking that second path unless they are forced to yeah. by their emperor. Right. And, and hopefully the point of all of this vision quest stuff leads us there is leaves us, leads us there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we certainly have a better chance of it with emperor Veer than we do with emperor Londo. Oh Yeah. You know, if right. prophecy continues to to stay on track, right, right, and certainly we've been we've been very strongly suggested mm-hmm. that this is what's going to happen, right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. This was this was a dense episode and a lot to unpack. It, yeah, it left me it left me with a with a lot to think about, um, and I'm. I'm really looking forward to 
where Londo goes and where the Centauri people go through the rest of this mm-hmm. season. Right, right. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's back to our core thesis. You 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 give us alien content, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, and this was yeah. that A story is one of the very best A stories. Mm-hmm. You know, they've ever done. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, I will say, pacing wise, it was weird to not have Captain Lockley in this episode. Totally, totally. It made uh, no sense. Yeah, and I I have to look at some of the production notes on this if this was one of those episodes that was filmed before uh-huh the the yeah yeah knew what was happening in season five but maybe maybe there were some ivanova scenes shot that were then left out i mean i don't think garibaldi was in this one much either was he but but you know, so so maybe this is before things had really shaken out and you know maybe it could have taken place even before lockley came on board um so it's it's weird. You know, we're going to introduce our new captain and then not have her in the next episode, right? Particularly since we know virtually nothing, mm-hmm. you know, about her. Yeah. Um, so yeah. As much as we love the alien content, timing of this is is a little on the odd side. But I will I will uh, I will let it go. I'm I'm definitely nitpicking here. Um, but it's, you know, if I, if we were to, again, if we were to remix this into a prestige series, you know, at least throw some, either have it before she's there or have her involved in some way, like, oh, one of the ambassadors is, is, you know, incapacitated. Well, what does that mean operationally for the station? You know, something. Yeah. 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 We've got to have. Yeah. We've got to have something. It seems to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'd never, you'd never in prestige format land bring this character on. You'd start without the character, sure. Right, bring her on in episode three, right? Right. You know, yeah. rather than rather than this choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we'll see. But but overall, a bang up episode. Um, totally. You know, I'm I'm one of the finest. Loving it. One of the finest, definitely. And uh, we'd love to hear what you all think of of the episode and of some of these thorny issues that we've been throwing around and that, that this one brings up. So let right. us know. Uh, let us know over on the Facebook page in the discussion there. Yep. Uh, where where you're at? What is this enough for Londo? What would be enough? Uh, yeah. For him in this in this case, um, it's definitely there's yep. no there's no easy answer. And if if you think there is, I I ask you to sort of sit down with it and think again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Don't yeah. don't don't share a uh, a a reactive first first draft thought because this yeah. requires a level of rigor of your thought right kind yeah. of thing right 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 yeah i mean and maybe your so. conclusion is londo's a war criminal he should be put to death okay i mean it's, it's a fair conclusion you know, yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, it, it may not be chris's or mine but it's a fair conclusion yeah 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 so anyway lots to think about and we'll uh We'll leave you with that for the week. And we and look forward to hearing your thoughts. Hear your thoughts. Join us again uh, next week. Okay, man. All right. See ya. Cheers. Bye.